1: And welcome to another Friday edition of the Work-Life Balance. I'm Rick Morris, your host. And uh, if you happen to follow me on Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn, you may have seen it. Uh, But we have now redesigned and completely relaunched RickAMorris.com with some brand new products specifically for the project management community. So if if you're like me and, and have been frustrated about the continuing education offerings in project management, most of them are either designed to help you pass a test or a certification, or they're a a bunch of theories that you can apply to your day-to-day life or day-to-day project management activities. Mm -hmm. And so we have announced two new products off of the rickamorris.com website that are engineered for those that want to continue to grow their influence as a project manager. So one of those is the Project Management That Works Masterclass, which is literally 17 chapters uh, worth of videos that we recorded in about 15 to 20 minute chunks for you. And each one of the videos contains uh, tips and tools and techniques and links to the actual uh, templates that we use and it's, it's designed to give you lifetime access to these videos so that when you're encountering an issue or something like that at your job that you can go directly to the video and get the exact learning that you needed. Um, and it's also the bridge between your technical training and the soft skills that's necessary to grow your influence as a project manager. The second product that we started uh, today is the Project Management Mentorship Series. So for those of you that have been following me on this radio show for the last two years, you've you've heard my journey through mentorship in the John Maxwell team and listening to people like Paul Martinelli and Roddy Galbraith, Christian Simpson, John Maxwell himself. And, And when I started to Google and look for if, if anybody's been doing this to the project management community themselves, that there's just no products like this out there. And so we wanted to fill that gap. So there'll be 24 lessons a year. Uh, so a lesson will come out every other week. And then every other week, there'll be a live phone call that not only do we reinforce that lesson that we taught, but we're going to give you an opportunity to have live Q&A with some of the best project management minds uh, in the industry and we're going to be able to address direct questions and issues that you might be having in your current organization or just things that you're trying to figure out. And there's no other product like this and, and if we tried to to bring some of these people to your organization, these people charge anywhere from 250 to to $1,000 an hour and, and you're literally going to get this for less than a cup of coffee a day. So Check out the new rickamorris.com and find these new products. Uh, They launched officially today, March 30th, and so you can find out all the information you need to find there. So let's get to our guest today, which I'm very excited. I'm not sure about the timing of this, and you'll figure that out in just a moment, but we had this gentleman back in September of 2016, uh, and and we had such a great time, we had to have him back. Uh, Unfortunately, we couldn't get him back till now just because he's so doggone busy, and this guy is just pumping out stuff. Um, But he's a professional speaker. He's a leadership trainer and executive business coach. And he works with teams ranging from major corporations to the NBA. And before going into full-time leadership work, he served for 20 years as a college basketball coach. He's been a professor and an administrator. And so when he hung up his whistle, he didn't stop coaching. He just moved from the locker room to the boardroom. And now he travels the country motivating people and coaching organizations on how they can build championship teams and cultures. See, when he left his last college as the winningest coach in program history, his 2014 team earned the National Champions of Character Award. He then moved into the high school ranks and served as an athletic director for two years. And during his time there, the basketball team won the state championship and transformed the uh, department's athletic budget and instituted student-athlete leadership training. As a student-athlete, he lettered in three different sports, which was football, basketball, and track, while attending college. And so his passion for leadership and adding value to others led him to go through extensive training and, like me, is a John Maxwell-certified leadership coach, teacher, and speaker. And so he's been part of the team. We've had him on before, but we'd like to welcome back, and I'll explain the time and comment in just a second, but let's bring back Coach Jamie Beckler back onto the program. How are you doing, Coach? Hey,
2: Rick. I'm doing, I'm doing great. That was, a, that was an amazing introduction. You even mentioned what I did in college. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes me sound pretty good outstanding i
1: I need to remind my wife of some of that stuff that that i actually did some things in my life sometimes we have to remind our wives because uh when i go downstairs i i I just launched all these products you heard that lead in and i I go downstairs and my wife looks at me like what'd you do today (laughs) i'm like dog so the timing
2: wise as a motivational speaker or leadership trainer you know sometimes you know you're self-employed or you're unemployed depending on the day sometimes it feels like so uh um, yeah, you know, sometimes it's, it's, uh, she gets home from the real job and, uh, she wants to know what you did all day in, in your office. You know, did you play video games or did you just sit around in your boxers?
1: But, uh,
2: no, we, we actually, uh, we actually try to do things and try to add
1: value to people. Absolutely. And so, uh, the, the timing comment wise is I was kind of hoping I'd have you next week. Uh, when, when Michigan finally got bounced out of the tournament and you didn't have that to hang over my head, but, uh. What what a run Michigan's having right now. Yeah, well we we
2: may be in the the same boat,
1: you know, come come
2: uh, tomorrow night with uh, both of our teams being knocked out by the uh, the underdog Cinderella Loyola Loyola team and Sister Jean, you know, uh, it took kind of a miracle shot for them to beat your Tennessee Volunteers and then uh you know, they they get the Wolverines tomorrow night and and that's my team uh a lifelong Michigan Wolverine fan. Um didn't didn't attend there. I wasn't smart enough to get in and I wasn't good enough athlete to get in. So so I just uh wear the gear and, and cheer. But uh, it's uh it's fun to see Michigan back in the Final Four and, and you know for for anyone out there listening that's a sports fan, I I mean you gotta appreciate or at least you should appreciate the job that their coach has done. John Beeline is never talked about pretty much in the national media about, uh, you know, what he does and and how good of a coach he he is um, because he just doesn't get any of the studs out of high school. You know, he he recruits to a system. He recruits and finds the right fits. And, uh, you know, I saw a stat and I tweeted this out today, actually, but he's since he's been at Michigan, he's coached nine guys that have been drafted into the NBA and not one of them was a McDonald's All-American. He, he is just amazing at getting guys to fit together in the teamwork and, and the team framework and also to get guys to, uh, to develop. And, and he takes guys from three stars, two stars, and, and makes them into NBA players. So he, uh, he, he's a heck of a coach, and he's pretty down-to-earth, too. He still mows his own grass.
1: You know, I think that's an important thing. I was going to make it. I think the funniest tweet I saw about our loss, though, is everybody in Tennessee was trying to find a nun that could cheer for our team for next year. But um, the, <laughs> sister Jean. But I, I think you make a very interesting point um, in, in certainly developing leadership. And I'm not a big fan Certainly the college rankings of you know two star three star four star because when you look at some of the, the, the best players at any level at any sport, there's a few right you can look at LeBron and, and certainly the, the thing but he has the, to overcome that every night as well because if there's a night that he's not doing a triple double everybody's like well what's up with lebron he's like uh he's human but um but you look at some of the these other people that are just breakouts that that weren't two star three star four star not even mcdonald's all americans and i think that that is a a great testament to phenomenal coaching
2: yeah and and certainly i mean you know John Wooden was the first one that I had, that I've seen attributed to, or, or attributed to this quote, but you know you can't win the Kentucky Derby riding mules or Clydesdales or any, you know you've got to have thoroughbreds to win the Kentucky Derby, and and you know you rarely see a team actually win the whole thing without some talent, um, and even a Loyola, you know, they don't have the big time athletes, but they still are pretty athletic. They're still pretty good. They're just you know at that level at the mid major level they tend to be, they, they, they can jump just as high. They just are shorter to begin with. Um, you know, their vertical jump sometimes is just as good as some other guys. They're just a little shorter. Um, and, and that's really what it comes down to a lot of times in basketball. And, and they're overlooked in high school. Maybe they played at a small school or maybe they played at a large school, but they were the third or fourth option. And uh, they don't develop until they get to college. And, and you know, at the end of the day, we're all, you know, whether it's our business team or whether it's our sports team, we're we're really not trying to accumulate the most talent. What we're trying to do is build the best team that can get results. And, you know, there's a lot of teams with just oodles and oodles of talent that's been sitting home the last two weeks watching this all on TV while, you know, teams with lesser talent – uh, but are better teams and they're still playing. And that's really what it's all about. What you and I are, are every day trying to do is is trying to help people be better and, and make the best team that we can. And, and, and it's no different whether it's in our business, our office, our church, our school, or our, our sports team.
1: And then there's those guys too that, that were – they're perennial all-stars now. Everybody knows their name now. Um, but they were, to me, some of the best team players out there. And I'll, I'll compliment one from Michigan, one from Tennessee – um, and the one from Tennessee, I don't think you're going to think of that That I'm going to say. But, of course, Tom Brady, right? I mean, quite frankly, right, he was a backup at Michigan, right? And, and wasn't even yeah. that heralded when he came out in the draft. But everybody would like to go back and read those draft notes and, and pick him up now, right? And, and then yeah. Jason Witten, yeah. right? Jason Witten just renegotiated his contract to take $2.5 million less this year so that they could free up some salary cap to go get some other people so they can win. Yeah, you know, who does that these days?
2: Well, and and that's great that the 65-year-old Jason Witten is going to do that for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, <laughs> uh, I mean, he's he's one of the few guys with AARP cards still playing.
1: I just about spit my water out. That was not fair. Um, he's also the guy that had his spleen removed and uh, still got back in and, and, and caught 14 passes two weeks later. But we're going to take our first break right here, and we'll be right back with Coach Beckler and some more Michigan versus Tennessee banter right here on the Work-Life Balance
3: Today's hyper-fast, super-competitive business world, on time is now too On budget is now too expensive. Today's innovation is tomorrow's routine, which means app-based systems used to have at now need to have at while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back In other words, you need to be agile, and there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies
1: All right. We're back to the work-life balance. We're visiting with Coach Beckler today. And, Coach, you know, actually uh, I I owe you a debt of gratitude. So you're one of the most um, active people that I know on social media. And um, as I was looking to continue to develop and redevelop my rule of five, um, and we can go into what a rule of five is, and I'll, I'll let you do that. But as I was trying to do my rule of five, I came across one of your tweets about how you start your morning. And the three apps that you use in your morning, and I've been doing that ever since. You want to, you want to talk a little bit about that?
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, you cut out there just for a minute, or I probably cut out there. Repeat that again. I, I the, didn't hear
1: after the, the rule of five. The rule of five and the three apps that you use in the morning, how you start your day. Well, for, first of all, I start
2: my day with, uh, I, uh, I make my bed. Yep. And I I don't, I don't know if that's what you're alluding to, but I, I actually make my bed and, and that's, uh, that's some weird thing that most people don't think about, but I like to start off the day by winning the day. And, uh, and I feel like I can't win the day if I don't start the day on a good note. And, uh, I used to teach that to my players. Uh, you know, we talk about, you know make your bed in the morning, even though no one else is going to see it. It starts you off building the right habits. And, uh, there's a, there's a gentleman, uh, Steve Nudelberg, uh, does a lot of sales stuff, does a, you know, uh, he, he's, he's pretty well known in the business realm and he has a book called Confessions of a Serial Salesman. And in it, he talks about one of the very first things he does other than get up at five each morning is he gets, he, he makes his bed. And I, I was like, man, that's awesome. But I had a, uh, a player just this past summer that texted me out of the blue. And and she was letting me know that she just got into uh, med school, uh, got accepted into medical school, and she wanted to thank me for you know all that I had helped her with through the years. But she also wanted to let me know that she still every single morning makes her bed, and it's because of me. And so at least for one person, I've had a I've made a difference in their lives you know, cause that's a huge difference. No, but for at least one person, they've remembered something I said, they might not have remembered the plays when I was coaching them, but they remember to make their bed, I guess. So, you know, at, at least for me, that's, that's a great way to start off. Um, you know, a, another thing that, that I've I'm trying to do, I don't always do it the right way though, is uh, I, I try not to look at my phone for the first 15 minutes. Um, now that's really, really tough, especially with it right next to my bed. But I try to start off the morning without any negativity. And sometimes, when when we look at our phone in the mornings, we might have, you know, emails that we got to take care of, or you know, we might hit Twitter or Facebook and see some of the negativity going on. And and so I try for the first fifteen minutes not to look at my phone, even though I'm not always successful with that.
1: Absolutely. Now, and, and it may not have been you that, that I'm referring to, but do you use Headspace and um, that app? I do not use headspace, okay, no. so someone else that that had tweeted that out that that started their day, so I apologize I'm referring that to you um but the the other thing the the making the bed now you had 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 told that story uh, previously um on on the September thing, but that was one of the big things that you and I connected with, especially with children, so you do that in camps, and when you're working with camps and and, and the students that you have there, explain that a little bit further,
2: yeah, I mean it's just uh. You know, what we, what we try to teach a lot with what we're doing is, is a success, becoming a champion, becoming successful, all that kind of stuff is, is really rooted in habits and rooted in your choices that you make. And, and you can't make big choices. You can't make big decisions. You can't, you can't make positive, uh, decisions in your life if you haven't developed small habits that are positive, small, Daily battles that you're winning, um, and so you know, for me, making your bed in the morning, um, you know, those are the kinds of things that that lead to little battles that you win, little successes that lead to habits, and and just developing that. And uh, you know, I, I'm so, I'm, I can't emphasize enough how much that you know the little things that we do add up to big things later on and that we all want to be real successful or we all want to uh you know make a big splash but it doesn't you know there's very few people that are overnight sensations overnight successes there's very few people that win a championship because they just rolled out of bed one morning and they're really good you know there's a lot of unseen hours that go into our success. And and I know the bed making is just a little it's a little thing, a little silly thing maybe, but that's an unseen hour. That's an unseen task that nobody sees. That nobody, you know, nobody knows if we make our bed or not, but we know. And we know if we're starting the day off right. And and that goes to lots of little things. You know, do we do we pass You know, if you're on a campus, a school campus, or you're in your business and you walk past a a paper cup or a a napkin that's on the ground, do you pick it up or do you just walk past it? You know, and and those are little things that people might not even be paying attention to. But are you doing little things every day to be the best version of yourself?
1: Yeah, and that's where we had connected because I had talked about the first 15 with my kids. And, you know, the fact that iPads and, and, you know, Xboxes and all of those things are distractions. And so we had sat down as a family and said, you know, what is what is daddy doing in his day? And, you know, we get up and I take everybody to school and then I work and all that. But but I do enjoy video games, but I won't do that until the very last thing in the evening. And so we had constructed what we call the first 15, which is in the first 15 minutes of the day, that they each have to do something for everybody else in the family, right? So my son needs to get up and think about what does mommy need? What does his sister need? What do I need? And as long as they can do that, then they have the rest of the day that they can take care of themselves. But um, yeah. to, to really put forth effort and do something for somebody else in the first 15 minutes of the day. And, and you're right, those small habits, it's just teaching how to think of others before you satisfy your own needs.
2: Yeah. And if you, if you, I mean, that, that's a great way to, to start your day. I, I love what you're doing. And, and, you know, the thing is it, you're, I think you build that habit where you're doing it day after day after day. Eventually, I think it becomes something where, you know, maybe at the start you do it, you know, your kids do it for 15 minutes and then they're like, they take the attitude of, okay, I don't have to do anything the rest of the day. But after they've done that for so many days and it becomes a habit, I think it becomes almost subconscious that they start doing things for others, that they start getting in that mindset, uh, maybe a humility mindset or an unselfish mindset, in, and they do things more than just those 15 minutes because it becomes who they are. Um, and, you know, 15 maybe turns into 30 minutes, which turns into an hour, which turns into a whole day, you know, where they're thinking about other people and and, you know, humility, You know, C.S. Lewis said it best, I think, when he said, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking about yourself less. You know, it's not being, woe is me, or I'm not very good, or having low self-esteem, or or downgrading yourself, or disparaging yourself. It's just thinking of others more than you're thinking of yourself.
1: I love that. So you've been a busy guy as well. So you've, you've had a couple of new books since we've last talked. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, 20, 20 years in the making,
1: you know, I had, uh, I counted
2: up, uh, about a year and a half ago or two years ago, I counted up that I had 23 book titles and book proposals, but I'd never written any of them. <laughs> and, uh, I realized that, you know, I'm not getting any younger and, you know, I got to quit procrastinating and I've got to, uh, you know, at least my mom and my wife would like to read some of the my thoughts. So I need to put them on paper. And so, uh, I, uh, you know, really the the main thing was I was going around speaking to a lot of sports teams and there were some sports teams, you know, one in particular was kind of the, 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 straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. But one coach in particular said the same thing that a lot of others were saying was, you know, we'd love to have you come in, but we can't afford you. Or at this point we don't have any budget money. Do you have any materials, that you can give to us to help us through this next season or our summer or whatever. And I was like, man, I, I have got to get this one book done that I've been thinking about for a while. And it's essentially, it was my first book, the leadership playbook. And, and it was essentially the stuff that I was talking to teams about and working with them and, and doing seminars and workshops on. And I just, I just expanded it uh, and put it into a book form and uh it's it's been uh, fairly successful um for the most part it, and it reached at one point it reached number 2 on Amazon's basketball coaching books so it was ahead of Pat Summit's book uh, coach Šiševski's book Tom Izzo it was ahead of all these people that that most people would know so definitely took a screenshot of that um that Absolutely. you know that was that was a nice accomplishment but it's it's been good we've had a lot of teams purchase it Uh, you know, to use for their whole team. We've had booster clubs purchase it for all the coaches at at the school. Um, So that's been fun. And then we followed it up with just last week, we released our second book called Building Champions.
1: Outstanding. And then we've also got a huge podcast to talk about, but we're right up against the break. So when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, your podcast series, which is Success is a Choice, which uh, I got a chance to be a part of. And that was a, a fantastic experience, but we can talk about that When we come back on the other side of this break, we've been visiting with Coach Beckler. You've been listening to Rick Morris on the Work-Life Balance.
0: Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery?
3: Put you out in front.
0: Are you getting the most out of your project management software? Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to The Work-Life Balance.
1: And we're back to this Friday afternoon edition of The Work-Life Balance with one of our favorite guests, Coach Jamie Beckler. And and Coach Beckler, you've got a podcast now called Success is a Choice. Talk talk to us about the podcast, what inspired you to do it, and, and how that's been going.
2: Yeah, I was, um, you know, I'd been on a, a couple podcasts and, and, and then your show as well. And, and I enjoyed it. I listen to podcasts all the time, uh, uh, when I'm driving, I listen to them when I work out, uh, not that, you know, some people would think that those aren't very motivating, um, you know, to listen to when you work out, but I, I love it. It makes the time on the stationary bike or the treadmill go a lot faster. But, and then I was listening to, um, I was listening to gary V Gary vaynerchuk uh, one of his podcasts he was talking about Alexa voice and the ecosystem and and he was saying how he thinks the the future is uh, is voice is audio and, and certainly video is huge you know uh, that that's not going away either but people can't multitask with video but they can multitask to a degree with with audio and he was saying you know if if you're an entrepreneur if you're a business person no matter what really, no matter what you're in, you, you can start your own podcast and, 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 you know, people will listen to it or a few people will listen to it, but audio is not going away. And in fact, it's probably going to get even bigger and it's easy to do a podcast. And I had all those kind of things happened. Um, all, you know, I, I started getting thoughts and I was like, you know what, I, I just need to do this. And so, uh, I, I talked to a few people that do podcasts and, uh, got some, got some quick tips. Started my own. Uh, the name was the easiest part because I, I, that's something that I've used, success is a choice. That's something I've used for a lot of years with my with sports teams. It's something I believe in, and uh, so I wanted to have that. And then I decided to go against conventional business um, uh, uh, strategy, business models, and I didn't niche it. So, So my target market is everybody, which is not the way you're supposed to do it in business. Um, but I wanted to interview people that I thought had a story to tell or had insights that could help anybody. So, you know, whether you're an actor, whether you're a, a Miss America fitness trainer, whether you're, uh, uh, you know, a sports personality, it doesn't matter. You, you, if you have a story and some insights that you can share that can help everybody, then, then I think we all can learn from Different people. Like, if, if I'm a basketball coach and I only think, I only listen to basketball people, then w- I might get smart basketball wise, but I may not get smart in some other areas. And, and I may not see the big picture as well as I could, which then I think limits your ceiling. I think the more well rounded we are, I think the more that, that we see big picture, the more we can, we can look at things from a macro level, uh, the more versed we are and stuff the better off we are. And, and I think about, I, I interviewed Lolly Daskell and Lolly has, you know, I mean, she has well over a million Twitter followers. Uh, she, you know, she's the go-to business coach for fortune 500 companies. And, and Lolly reads a book a day, which is absolutely insane. But one of the things she said was she reads books on, um, um, something physics, uh, not actual. So I, I forget at this point, but it's what's that? Quantum physics? Yes, quantum physics. See, that's something I, I need to get smarter. I, but she, reads, she even reads books on quantum physics. And I said, why in the world would you read that? And she said, because I may be at a party. I may be at a get-together. I may be with a group or in a business setting, and somebody there is talking about quantum physics. And I don't read the book so that I can necessarily add uh, a whole lot to the discussion, but I read the book. So I have a background. So I understand what they're talking about. Um, maybe so I don't ask stupid questions or whatever. And, and so, you know, I figured let's get some people on this show that are interesting. Get, let's get some people that I want to interview. Um, and, and that have a great story to tell. And so we're, uh, we're about 70, we're, we're 72 episodes in. So it's, it's been pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, so I mean, th- so you're not following a weekly format then, you're just kind of as you get them, if you're 72 episodes in?
2: We uh, we started off, and, and I started off absolutely crazy, and I had three to four episodes a week when I started, because we started in October. Um, we had three to four episodes a week, and uh, we've kind of scaled it back to about two episodes now. Uh, we took a few weeks off, but, uh, you know, I've got... I've got 10 episodes that are already done that are waiting in the queue um, to be released. And so we, we typically release an interview about a month after we do it. So they're not, uh, they're not necessarily time sensitive. If there is some time sensitive stuff, then we uh, we put a priority on that and get that out quicker. Um, But uh, you know, I've really enjoyed the interviews, getting to know some of the people Um, you know, we've had some people that, that, most listeners would, would have heard of, and we've had some people that'll be, you know, uh, kind of new to everybody. And, uh, you know, I think, I think it's been fun. Uh, you know, we we just, I just interviewed a guy that, that stars in, in trailer park boys, um, a Netflix kind of a cult classic thing. And, uh, you know, he's a bad guy in trailer park boys, but, but he, you know, he has a great story to tell about how he got the part, what his life's like, he's just fought cancer and, and he's overcome cancer. Um, you know, and so we, we just have some people that essentially are choosing success and they talk about some of the obstacles they've had, the adversity they had and and the successes they had. And so it's just been real fun. And, And, you know, we had you on, as you alluded to, you were one of our first episodes and, uh, you know, I loved your episode because you talked about, you know, not only what you're doing, but you talked a lot about just leadership principles in general, and and joining the John Maxwell team, and and you know your your background in the in John Maxwell team and, and how that's helped you and and helped others. And so we've been just, I've just been real excited about the guests that we've been able to get. Um, you know, we got a a guy that was on the first four seasons of Shark Tank, uh, Kevin Harrington. He uh, he is the inventor of the infomercial. So, you know, as seen on TV, he owns that brand. He invented the infomercial, the Ginsu Knives, the Gazelle with Tony Little, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. He was the guy. And so we were able to uh, get him. And, and, you know, the interesting thing is I get him on the phone and, and uh, he's like, oh, Jamie, I'm sorry. I only got 10 minutes. I'm on the way to the airport. <laughs> and I'm like thinking to myself, well. Shoot, man, you got your own private jet. I mean, just put it off a little bit, but you know, I was appreciative of him giving me, he actually gave me 14 minutes, I think. So, uh, you know, that was, that was fun, but that was one of those interviews where I didn't think we would ever get it because, uh, it got postponed and, and we went back and forth and and it got postponed about six times. So I was thinking we'd never get that. And we finally did. And he's been very gracious.
1: Yeah, I think that's the fun thing, is is getting into it. I mean, we we structured this show as the work-life balance, and it's got a project management tinge to it, and a lot of times it will stay with that. But we've had psychics on here. We've had... Uh, uh, you know, I've, I've got the background in entertainment, so I've brought uh, radio personalities and singers and that kind of stuff on. I've got a basketball coach on right now, but the the beauty of that is 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 diving into the different areas and stories just to make it interesting. I think it's. I agree with you. This this doesn't become the labor of love like a book does, right? The book, you're, you're, you're kind of pushing yourself and going, all right, I got to write today, right? I got to write today. But when it's radio show time, man, it's, it's time to kick back, have some fun, and just really have a good time with that person and, and let, them, uh, let them shine through.
2: Yeah, and you get to ask the questions you want to ask. Um, now, I, I make sure it's, I'm not trying to make it controversial. You know, I'm not trying to make it clickbait-ish or, you know, uh, you know uh, polarize people um, you know, but I do get to ask follow-up questions or I get to ask, you know, Hey, these are some things I'm wondering about, or, you know, we might talk to somebody who's, and we don't get even get to their expertise or what they're known for until, you know, more than halfway into the show. Maybe we're talking about some other things that, that they didn't expect to talk about, but it's a little bit different than maybe the other 10 podcasts that they've been on recently. So, you know, some of the stuff is, is basic, generic, boring questions, you know, for some background sometimes, because, because I only got 30 minutes with them. And some of my audience may not be familiar with a person, but if they're very familiar with a person, we try not to go into that. Um, But, uh, you know, we want to, we want to establish, you know, why this person's even on the show. And then why do I think that they're interesting? And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's been fun. And, and, you know, obviously, some of them have, uh, bigger followings than others, but, uh, you know, it's, I, I've enjoyed it a lot and, uh, made a lot of connections that I, that I didn't have before and, and some of the connections I had before, they've been strengthened because of that or I gave them a platform or gave them an audience of people that, that maybe wouldn't be as familiar, that, that would, didn't know about them ahead of time. So, you know, and, and then in the same way, you know, maybe some of their audience learns about me and and starts following me on Twitter, or maybe there's a a tweet or a, or a, an article I write or something like that that helps them. Um, you know, and you never know. Like, I, I send out a I sent out an email in the summer, maybe or the fall, but it was a you know back in the late summer, early fall, I sent out an email. And, uh, I, I got to my, to my mailing list and I got this lady from England that responded back and said, this came at just the right time. Uh, I can't tell you how much that email meant to me because my husband, my husband committed suicide last week mm. and your, the message you had in that email was spot on and it, and it gave me encouragement and hope. And this is a lady I don't know. I mean, she, she's on my email list because she, you know, wanted a, a you know, she downloaded something or, or she wanted something free that I was offering. And so she entered her email, you know, so I don't really know her, but, but she's somebody that that's not associated with coaching, but she's someone, you know, sometimes when we cross, um, uh, have those cross networking or things like I'm doing on this podcast, you know, all of a sudden you get an audience of people that, that maybe you wouldn't get otherwise. And you never know when you'll touch somebody. And, and that's what it's all about. You know, I mean, sure, we'd love to make money. But at the end of the day, that's just kind of being successful in our job. But the significance, true significance in our life is when we're helping others be successful, or helping, you know, add value to other people's lives so that they're better.
1: Yeah, so to drop the Maxwell quote, right, once you taste significance, uh, success really doesn't apply. So we have got about three minutes I was trying to
2: reword it a little bit. So it was a
1: quote, but, you know, know,
2: maybe, maybe one day, But, yeah, yeah.
1: My favorite quote. We've got two minutes left before break. Have you ever been uh, 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 taken off guard or or, um, surprised? You've worked with a lot of famous people. But did did anybody kind of get you starstruck that that you didn't expect? (laughs) Um,
2: Well, I was nervous. I, I was nervous with Kevin Harrington because he's worth like $400 million. And, you know, his time is money and so I was a little nervous with that. Uh, I was nervous with, uh, um, uh, Ken Coleman. Ken Coleman is the entree leadership podcast. And he wrote a book called one question and he is known for doing great questions. And so I was really nervous about asking him questions because, uh, but, but so I asked him this question and he's answering it. And, and one of the, the part of his the answer is, you know, what people do wrong. And he said, one thing people do wrong is they don't listen to the answers
1: that people are giving
2: them. They're just thinking.
1: <laughs> so you're afraid that you weren't listening? <laughs> uh, did we lose you? So I was a little nervous there. Okay. So, yeah, I got tongue-tied for no reason. I've no. Idea. Well, it was Brittany Wagner, the, the, the real-life Tammy Taylor from Last Chance of You on Netflix. We were interviewing yes. her. For some reason, I got tongue-tied. I have no idea why. <laughs> Not, not even a real reason. But yeah, when, when I did her interview, I couldn't speak squarely for, for whatever reason. And I'm nervous now because I have the great coach Jamie Beckler on the line. But we're going to take a break right here and uh, we'll be right back uh, with the work life balance coach Beckler.
3: In today's hyper fast, super competitive business world, on time is now too late. On budget,
0: You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance.
1: And we're back to the work-life balance. So I have to to give you a quick apology, Coach, And so, because I hit you with this in like the second segment. But I I swear it was you that I saw this tweet that somebody said, you know, how I start my day. And they had these three apps uh, from their phone. And it was Headspace, uh, Pep Talk, and and, uh, Blinkist. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go look at those apps. Uh, Those look pretty good. And I've been doing that ever since. And I've been attributing it to you ever since to my entire network. I was like, "You've got to get these apps." Coach Beckler uses them, and uh, so my apologies for giving you uh, undue praise. But I swear it was you that tweeted that out, and that's just me being a high eye and not following through.
2: So uh, well, that, talk mean, to us that about, means I have to go out. That means I have to go out and get those apps to to prove that you're not a liar to all those people you've been telling.
1: Right? But Retro retroactive
2: truth is that is that something? Is that a possibility?
1: What's that? Is, is
2: retroactive honesty or retroactive truth, is that a thing? Oh, I'm like, sure could I go bu- If I add them to my phone, then I guess you were telling the truth.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It won't make me a liar for sure, but that's where that <laughs> <Right>. came from. <laughs> so uh, with, with, with our final few minutes here, uh, how, how do people get in touch with you, Coach? How do they start to follow you?
2: Yeah, on Twitter, uh, at Coach Beckler, and that's B-E-C-H-L-E-R. It looks like Bachelor. Um, so Coach Beckler uh, on Twitter, my website, coachbeckler.com. And they can get, uh, I've got six free ebooks that cover a gamut of different, uh, topics. And uh, so they can download those for free. Uh, I also have the two books there, um, building champions and, uh, the leadership playbook. So they can, they can check those out as well, all at coachbeckler.com.
1: And then you've got a few, uh, you've got tons of speaking engagements, but what are some upcoming speaking engagements that you're going to be doing?
2: Yeah, actually next week I'm going down to Florida. I'm going to be speaking at a a few places, uh, a few high schools in the Orlando area. And uh, then uh, I I go next week to Missouri to speak to the Missouri, or in two weeks to go Missouri Athletic Directors Association. Uh, I've got a couple other conferences uh, coming up in the spring, and, and then I do uh, uh, a couple large conferences for coaches in the summer. So, uh, you know, I've got a lot number of things in the works. Uh, we're going to start doing some online leadership workshops uh, that will be free um, so people can get some of our knowledge for free there and some tips on on leading their teams. And uh, those will be starting here in the end of April. So we're excited about that. And, of course, the podcast. And, and they can get the podcast, too, at CoachBeckler.com. Um, they can click on the podcast tab and, and uh, check out. And I, I would imagine if you like podcasts, I guarantee you're going to find somebody there that that looks like somebody you want to listen to, you know, someone maybe you've heard of or someone that's known for something that's interesting to you. And, and so, uh, we have their pictures of all the people that have been on our podcast and then what they're known for.
1: Outstanding. And so one of the big questions we always ask is what is some of the best advice you've ever received?
2: <laughs> well, I don't know if I actually technically received this, like Jamie, you should do this, but a friend of mine named Alan Stein, he's one of the top performance coaches in the country for, for athlete, athletes, and, and he told me this story about uh, uh, when he, he was working the Kobe Bryant camp. And this was back in 2007 when Kobe was the top of his game, and he went to watch Kobe's workout, and it was, it was really, really early in the morning. I mean, we're talking 4 o'clock in the morning. And he's watching Kobe, and he's bored out of his mind because Kobe is doing all these essentially middle school drills. And he goes up to Kobe afterwards, and he says, you know, why, why were you doing all these basics? You know, why is the best player in the world doing these fundamental middle school drills? And Kobe looked at him and he said, why do you think I'm the best player in the world? And, and you know, he, he didn't tell me that, like, Jamie, you need to do the basics, but he told me that, and I'm like, that is great. That's a great thought because the best of the best in the world are that way because they've mastered the fundamentals. They've mastered the basics. They do what they need to do. And, and I love uh, if any of your listeners are, are football fans, uh, the old football coach, Hall of Fame, Chuck Knoll, Pittsburgh Steelers coach. He, he used to say champions are champions, not because they do anything extraordinary, but because they do ordinary things better than anybody else and so the basics and and that's kind of on my mind also because uh, our new book that just came out building champions is is really about success principles
1: Uh, i love it we've had actually coach stein on this show we'd love alan
2: Alan is, uh, yeah, he performance coach great at, at that job, but he's kind of, uh, pivoted and transitioned into full-time executive coaching, motivational speaking as well. And, and he does an absolutely,
1: uh, great job, uh, I highly recommend him. And he's a, he's a rising star in the business for sure. So any final uh, comments for our audience?
2: I just appreciate you, uh, you giving me an encore performance and let me come on, even though, uh, I'm a huge Michigan fan, and, and your Tennessee volunteers got knocked out already. But, uh, you know, uh, and maybe one day we can do an all-sports show where we just talk about leadership and business of sport. And, uh, you know, I can just talk about how great Michigan is.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if we're going to do that since you used your final comment to knock my uh, volunteers. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Shouldn't bite the
2: hand that feeds you, right? I, I should be <laughs> gracious of the host.
1: I get enough meetings from one of my best friends, Mike Orr, who's a huge Michigan fan. So I I hear it all day <laughs> as is. I'm used to it. But uh, we appreciate your time. We thank you so much for, for joining us on this hour. And uh, we wish you luck and, and, of course, would hope that you would uh, check in with us in the future. Awesome. Thanks a lot for having me, Rick. Thank you, gang. And so next week, um, we're actually going to do a, a dive into uh, the Costa Rica trip. So uh, I left a, an open slot because we teased that a little bit as we were waiting for uh, Rob Tomset to come onto the show last week. Um, but I am going to talk about the uh, Costa Rica transformation trip uh, on our show next week. The week following, we're, we're getting back to uh, the real-life queue. So if you guys have ever heard me uh, interview him he is the real-life Q, the real-life guy that that makes the spy stuff for the CIA. He's just released a new book. Michael O'Brakto will be back on the show with us. And then the following week, I'll have Inga Rock on the show. She is a... Longtime uh, servant uh, leader with us and the John Maxwell team, and she's just announced an entire new platform that's helping small businesses and businesses everywhere, uh, and she'll be with us on uh, uh, in April 16th. So uh, we're looking so forward to these uh, upcoming shows. We hope that you guys will join us. We thank you for being with us on the Work-Life Balance. Again, visit uh, Coach Beckler's site, Uh, So that's coachbeckler.com and also the new and improved Rick A. Morris to find those new products that we discussed at the top of the hour. We hope that you guys have a fantastic Easter weekend and we'll talk to everybody soon. You've been listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris.